Hello, shippers, and welcome to our To All the Boys I've Loved Before episode. Yay! I could literally watch this series over and over again forever. And today we have special guests. So, do we ship Largine and Peter Kavinsky? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to We Ship at the podcast where Steph and I and our occasional guest come together to battle it out about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. That's right. And today we are talking the Netflix series that for a few years now has made shippers of us all to all the boys I've loved before. I just want to make note today we are focusing on the Netflix series and not the books. Hopefully we will get to the book slash movie comparison soon. But for now, we are focused on Lara Jean and Peter from the big screen. Yep. And before I give our summary, I just wanted to introduce our two spectacular guests, Miss mm-hmm. Kate Maloney and Brooke Larkin. I work with these two lovely ladies and they are just queens. Uh, and I'm so excited that they both have decided to join us today. The reason I knew I had to ask them is that during one of our many girlcations, we watched To All the Boys, uh, along with Pride and Prejudice, and we we were just swooning over Peter Kavinsky. Don't even know if that's okay because he's a high school kid, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so anyway, welcome, ladies. Hi. Thanks, Steph. Thanks. <laughs> it's so cool to be here. I'm so excited. Okay. So with that, let's get started. Spoiler alert, obviously. Don't Spoiler. forget that we will be going into details about the plot. So if you haven't seen the films, do it. Uh, and now on to our summary. So, and it's a terrible summary as usual, but here we go. <laughs> we start with the first movie in which Lara Jean is a high schooler. She's not unpopular, but she's not really part of the traditional popular crowd. I'd say she's a bit of a wallflower and she has a bunch of letters that she wrote throughout her life to all the boys she's ever had a crush on, which who hasn't done that? I've done that. Uh, so one day her little sister sends them all out without her knowing, which is like big drama. And one of the letters is sent to Peter Kavinsky, a popular football dude who she used to like in seventh grade in order to not get mixed up with her sister's ex-boyfriend, which I'm not even going to go into all the details there. because That's drama. But she also wrote a letter to him because, you know, and so basically to help Peter make his ex jealous and also to make sure this other dude doesn't think that she's available. They hatch a plot to fake date, which haven't we heard this before? (laughs) Uh, And we always know what happens when people decide to fake date in these films. They end up falling in real love. So there's a lot of drama on this ski trip and they end up in the hot tub kissing, which what? Uh, Okay. (laughs) However, Laura Jean finds out Peter went into Jen's room and there's a whole thing and she ends it. But then Peter Kavinsky, being the cool dude that he is, stands up for her in front of the whole school and they end up together. We follow them through the second and third movies where uh, in that movie, I guess they're together. And then we see another guy she wrote a letter to John Ambrose, which I think he's a different actor in the second movie, but whatever. Uh, And she she faces a choice between John Ambrose and Peter. Peter wins out. Super fun. Uh, And then in the third movie, it's a whole college plot, which, you know, but so she chooses to go to NYU where Peter's in California, long distance, but they end up together. And OMG, that last scene at the 
prom. I love it. Or not at the prom, <laughs> at her sister's wedding, after her sister's wedding, whatever it is. Yeah. That scene is No, it's amazing. her it's her father's wedding. Yeah, her Oh, whatever. <laughs> Devito is already coming at me. But yeah, that scene is so freaking cool with the flowers and the lights and everything. So we're going to yeah, talk casually all about after it. hours to not turn the lights off. No big deal. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. And her little sister's like, you need to go outside right now. And she's like, no, I don't. Uh, it's such a great scene. But all right. I think that's all I have for my summary. Nice. Well, with that, we're just going to jump right into our questions. Uh, am I starting off with reading them? Yeah. Sweet. So number one, Lara Jean and Peter use their deal to handle their relationship problems. What are the stakes here and who can get hurt? Gosh, what aren't the stakes? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so Laura Jean, I don't know. If, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. I saw so much of myself in Laura Jean because she's a total like hopeless romantic mm -hmm. obsessed with like romance novels and like the guy who's standing in the rain and like all of this. And she kind of like lives in a little bit of a she kind of disassociates a lot in her life. Um, yeah. If you're getting psychological, <laughs> a lot. Um, but uh, she like can't her sister's boyfriend cannot know that, that I know in love with him at a kind of like an insignificant age, like sixth, seventh grade. I'm like, oh, whatever, who cares? But like, <laughs> she has like a big a big reaction to this, and right. I think it's just I I think it's so whimsy how they do this and how she uh, how she decides to like I have to cover this up so let's be in love Peter which I would be in love with Peter too oh god me too voice yeah well so my thing is like if her sister didn't send out the letters would her life have been totally different would she just have remained like this wallflower that never went and got what she yes wanted? very much so which is like is that a good thing like, are we going to just applaud the fact that, like, she probably never would have been with Peter had the circumstances been different? Like, I think that the fact the way that it starts and then also like the facade of the whole thing, like the fake relationship that they have kind of pinpoints an issue that we see come across later, which is like this stemmed out of something that wasn't necessarily. Yeah real or like naturally in the cards for both of them. Mm -hmm. So we see a lot of issues arise because of that. Absolutely. And obviously they can both get hurt. They can hurt other people. Mm -hmm. You see her sister's ex-boyfriend getting hurt the whole first movie. And we're just like, what's going on here? So it's obviously not a great situation. Um, but yeah, Brooke, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I was just going to say the stakes are pretty high because obviously like Jen's getting hurt. Josh is getting hurt. Her sister's going to get hurt. You've got yeah, all yeah. these people that they're lying to. And we know if you tell a lie, there are people that are naturally going to get hurt through that. Yep. So, I mean, I think it was kind of a dumb decision to fake it because obviously we find out that they really liked each other anyways. <laughs> um, and it's pretty clear to the audience that Peter and Jen shouldn't be together anyway. no. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's a different story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Devin, do you have any thoughts? No, I just think that it's huge that their reputations are in jeopardy. And in, in a time where reputation is everything, like high school, mm -hmm. um, I think that's really interesting that they would even put that out there. Like they're going to 
jeopardize something that is so important to both of them Mm -hmm. Um, because neither of them wants to be put on the uh like the the bad list or well i kind of wonder if peter kavinsky was kind of interested from the beginning anyway if he was like oh i'm gonna do this fake thing but he like why would he do that if he didn't have some kind of attraction to her anyway i think he's a playboy well, yeah. Peter was like the cool guy and Lara Jean was like, you know, the wallflower, like nobody mm-hmm. paid attention to her. So right. I, I do feel like it was a bigger risk for him. Yep. Like she only had popularity to gain. But for him, he could have like lost his popularity. Exactly. Big deal. I think that Lara Jean was a strategic choice, too, because the entire time he's trying to get Jen back because mm-hmm. Jen went, I guess, was flirting or dating this college guy. And mm-hmm. um, so she, I think she was also a strategic choice. And that was a perfect storm that her little sister sent out these letters and Peter Kavinsky was one of them. And then he was like, oh, I see opportunity. Like I want something. They both wanted something. Um, so I don't know. I think she was a little bit of a, of a target. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Let's move on to the second question. Um, so how do they help each other grow and learn from one another? I think <laughs> I don't know, they connected. Right. Like that was, I think the most, like with the movie version, that was just the most, like, I love it when they're like, Oh my gosh, like you understand this deep emotional thing that I also go through. <laughs> and like, It's so unlikely, but it's not. So I, I love how they like emotionally connected mm-hmm. um, and they both have lost something really deep and they, and there's obviously like trauma from that and they can yep. connect to that and understand each other, which is why, which is kind of the hook in this whole series is because something wholesome comes out of something that maybe wasn't wholesome before. It's like, Hey, I'm going to use you for this thing. And like, we have a contract and this and that. Um, but then you get to see something really authentic blossom. Yeah. And I think Peter, he ends up learning how to like take seriously other people's emotions in this relationship. Like, because yeah, they do start out taking a lot of risks and putting people's feelings at stake. But I think in the end, he ends up realizing like how much his actions can impact other people's hearts and emotions. Um, I think for her, you kind of see her blossom a little bit and come out of her shell, which I think is really cool. I mean, you see her change her wardrobe entirely and just come into her own like Laura Jean-ness. Yeah. And that is beautiful right. because he's so supportive of like this version of her and she supports him in like getting to know his dad and starting to, you know, rebuild relationships that had broken in his past. So exactly. Well, and also, you know, when you date somebody for a really long time or you're in a relationship with somebody for a really long time, you get used to their ways and the kind of the way that you interact with them in a relationship. And so when he gets out of that relationship with Jen and into the relationship with Laura Jean, I think he sees a little bit more of, oh, I think this is what a healthy relationship looks like to, yep. to the most Agreed. part, you know, to the most part that a, a high school relationship could yeah. be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it opens um, just a whole new world for him and seeing that, okay, I don't have to have a crazy girlfriend. Like she can be chill and we can ha- just have normal fun together. <laughs> yeah, I love awesome. it. I think Lara, Lara Jean is um, perfectly content living the semi-boring lifestyle that she was like, <laughs> living her entire life in high school. And she was also just creating like a fantasy out of love in her head. Whereas meanwhile, Peter is known to be this, like a jock and likes to kind of mess around with love. He, um, 
he's in in relationship and out of relationship and able to just like pick up and go real quick. Um, so I think Laura Jean shows Peter that love is something to enjoy and not rush through while Peter helps her break out of her shell. Like Stephanie was saying, um, to smile and like enjoy life, um, over the course of the three installments, there are even more moments of growth, um, knowing what it means to be a boyfriend or girlfriend, dealing with college anxiety, repairing family brokenness, yada, yada, yada. So I think they really do go through a lot together in the two years that we really spend with them. Um, it's interesting to see like how this fake relationship helped them both individually grow as people, mm-hmm. which is just interesting to see. Yeah. 100%. I, also, I think it's funny. Cause like, I think it's great that they started out kind of in a fake way because like, they weren't putting any airs on about each other. Like they weren't trying to impress each other. You weren't like nervous or this or that. They were just like who they were right up the front. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so nice because you know, you found the right person when you can just be yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's interesting though, because then in the second one, she gets all like flustered. Like, how do I be a girlfriend? I'm like, uh, you were you were fine (laughs) when you were fake (laughs) no that's a great point because like i didn't even think of it but the whole the whole time where they're fake together that's when they truly fall in love and i feel like so many relationships would do so much better if there wasn't the pressure of oh my gosh like i'm on a date like if there was no real pressure there people could flourish a little bit more and just be who they are Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people are so afraid of the label because the label Mm -hmm. does add like a new level of pressure to things Mm -hmm. but trying to figure out okay how do we just continue to stay the same you know it doesn't need to be pressure right right I I felt so annoyed watching put all that pressure on herself and I was like just be you he likes you like you don't need to be anything else and put on anything else yeah read yeah exactly all right, moving on. Laura Jean admits that she's never had a boyfriend because, quote, love is scary. What are Aww. your thoughts here? Do you agree? Does she have a warped view of love? Love think- is scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, it is. It is scary to put yourself out there. And it is scary to, like, give somebody a piece of your heart. Um, but, I mean, you're never going to have the full reward without the full risk. So 100%. It's so risky. Like you have to put so much on the line. It's so much different than a friendship really, because you are risking something in a friendship, but when you lose it, you haven't gotten to such a personal connection, a personal point with someone um, as when you do in a relationship. I mean, you just, you have to shed all these layers not physically. <laughs> I mean, emotionally. You're talking about ogre layers? I saw layers. all of your faces. <laughs> ogre layers. Yes, we're talking ogre layers. But you have to shed all these layers of yourself to get to like the, the real questions, the nitty gritty, who you really are, what you want out of life, all these things. So it's always scary to put that out there and then hear from someone, oh, I don't want that. And I think that's why it's scary because it's like people have to be really, really honest. And it's not the fault of the other person if they don't align with you on everything. But at the same time, it hurts as much as it as much as if it was their fault. Um, so I think she doesn't have a warped view of love. I think it's quite spot on in this human. Like, obviously, love as love, the identity, the concept. Maybe she's mm-hmm. a little warped on it. But I think with our human like perception of what love can be between another human and you, since we're imperfect, like she's totally spot on as to what most people are feeling when they right. go through this. Yeah, so. I think if anything, her expectations of love 
was warped in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. in the first shot, it's her in a field, in the field of desire. And she's like wearing this beautiful dress. <laughs> like her Prince Charming is coming in and like, oh my gosh, like that is, that is classic. Like that's not, I mean, that's romantic, but that's not love. Like mm-hmm. love is ultimately a choice and it's messy a lot of the times. And, um, but it's not as sexy to say that, (laughs) (laughs) So you know, um, and I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with romance, but I think it's the expectation, like Hollywood expectation of love and what it's supposed to do and how it's, you know, it's just how it's portrayed to young women Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. young people in general. Um, and I think that when it comes to, when it comes to like, love is scary. Of course it's scary because anything meaningful in our lives, freaks us out. It's because we care about it so much. And we're like, I don't want to break this. And I think a lot of times love has a lot to do. Um, it's so connected to you because it is this full immersion of yourself, of putting yep. yourself out there. It is, it, it, it just it calls for a lot of vulnerability and human beings. Yeah. Are Exposure. Like, yeah. I really did it. They're really bad at it. And so that's, that's scary to like, like Stephanie was saying, peel off all those layers and be like, this is who I am. These are my faults. Like I'm not always perfect all the time. Or it's just like, love is so much more real and scaly. And like, I don't know, um, just uh, more authentic than I think mm-hmm. sometimes Hollywood likes to transmit. So yeah, I think her expectations in the beginning of love were warped, but what she fell into and what her and Peter shared was really, was really beautiful. Yeah. And I think a lot of women our age can kind of identify that because we were raised on the Disney generation of where we see all these princesses falling in love and their Prince Charming coming and swooping them up, you know, off their feet and taking them away. And, um, and then we started watching rom-coms and reading these books like Pride and Prejudice and like (laughs) some Nicholas Sparks books. And what what is going to happen? Well, the thing is, I think it's great because they do such a great job of adding the John Hughes movie moments, those eighties movies, like where he puts his hand in her back pocket. And I think it does a great (laughs) job of showing you that's not always going to be the case, but you can still have these romantic moments, even though love is imperfect. That's what I think that this movie does a great job of showing is yeah. Like there are moments where we're not, we're not really um, giving love. It's proper, you know, uh, it's proper. I can't think of the word right now. We're not giving it like it's time, but what we're doing is glorifying it in a way that's just the romance. It's not going through the struggle. Right. Um, but there are also moments that can be romantic and that's, that's something that shouldn't be denied either. So I don't know. I love that he adds the little John Hughes movie. Is there a quote in there from something or they, they talk about like, um, the what is it the molly ringwald movie that i'm thinking of that she talks candles? about is it 16 yeah. candles oh yeah that one yeah. yep yeah so i i love that they bring that up and then they show like the imperfection of their relationship and that it's fake and all these other things but at the same time there are all these romantic moments that bring them together i think yeah. it's great yeah love it cool okay next question Okay. Okay. So I think we're going to disagree a little bit on this, Devin, but when do you think that their pretending crosses the line into real? When is the moment? Who fell first? I think definitely the point where, you know, they're on a ski trip and she gets videoed, which they had like professed their love at that point. 
But at the same time, Jen was coming to meet him in the hot tub. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, oh, like in that moment, he should have probably told Laura Jean, Laura Jean that she, um, you know, that Jen was supposed to be coming. Um, And because then when she finds out about that later, like I would be pissed too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my thing is I totally like. I get swept up in that moment because I totally think that the hot tub is when he like starts to accept it. But we also learn later that he was expecting the other girl. Mm-hmm. And like, in my mind, it's like, well, okay. So maybe he's just confused. I don't know. But I think he started <laughs> to realize his feelings for her, like just at the beginning of the ski trip, like when he saves a seat for her and he's kind of annoyed that she that. doesn't sit with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. It's kind of hard to pinpoint with him and with her, too. I don't think I have a Laura Jean moment in mind. I it was interesting to me, too, because he was like writing her notes and stuff. Yeah. How pretty she was. So maybe from the beginning. I originally had when like their date after the party at the diner, like the first date after the party at the diner that was my like initial like thought and then you guys start talking about the hot tub scene i'm like hmm where was it really (laughs) well it's yeah because like also like when they're at when she meets his parents like when she meets you know his mom and like his little brother and um and they have that moment in the kitchen where they're just Mm -hmm. being like really real i feel like that's in his mind maybe that's not when he started falling for her but he was like wow, this has depth. Like she has depth and like, I care about her. And I don't know if he's like translating that if he cares about her, it probably means that you like her. Um, So I think that's when there was an inkling of it. And like, it, it's so disappointing that he is waiting for Jen because he thinks mission accomplished. I'm going to get in the hot tub. I'm going to get with Jen. And then Laura Jean shows up. And like, I just feel like I feel like Jen was a conquest in his mind and like for some reason, maybe for his ego or to get her back or to prove that he could get her back. He like wanted it. But like when he sees Laura Jean, I just feel like he softens, you know, like I feel like he just starts to kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe he was just a horny dude that like was like, whoever comes into this hot tub next. No matter who it is, I'm going to smack. It's going to some lips. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know what you were going to say. Oh, <laughs> I, I was like, where is he going with this? Nice. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, no, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think Devin, I agree with you about the, the date. Just you see them kind of growing together in each of these moments. And I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. And they have a complex. Yeah, maybe it was a gradual process. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when he defends her. Yeah, I agree that moment too. I didn't think about that at the time until you brought up the hot tub scene. I'm like, wait a minute. When he kind of like says, all right, everybody, listen up. I think that's his moment of declaration. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the active choice of like, he's like, I like Lara Jean. Mm-hmm. And like, Oh, I also like this is off topic, but I love it when him and Josh almost get in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of those. You like the two guys fighting each other. Of course she does. God. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Devin, next question. That's awesome. Yes. Um, I think we can all agree that Jen deserves the toying, but what are your thoughts? I don't know if I agree with that, Devin. Just say. Well, we're gonna continue. 
I think that Jen deserves the toying, but what are your thoughts on Lara Jean's treatment of Josh? Poor freaking Josh. From the this first moment. Josh. I hate Josh. I really don't care what happens to Josh. But, okay, oh but like, my. Josh is a human being. <laughs> Kate's like, I don't care. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the dude. He gets screwed by her sister. He and does then, get screwed by the sister. And then he's got this other girl. He's probably just like, I want whatever I can get at this point. And they're both just playing with him. Kind of move and, on to a different family. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And where does he go in the second movie? He just, he just isn't there. Oh, yeah. He's in his car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's ever, I don't think he ever reappears, which is sad. No. He's not next door anymore. <laughs> the funny thing is that he was such a big deal. Like, he, like the whole reason Laura Jean was like, I can't, I have to be dating someone now, which could have just been like, I don't like you, Josh. That was when I was in the fourth grade. Powerful fourth grade emotions. Understand right. it. But she was like, oh my gosh, I have to like be in a fake relationship so that I'm taken and that Josh knows that I'm not serious about him. I think that was more, I think it was more so fueled by the fact that it was her sister's boyfriend than it was yeah. her own feelings. Right. Um, but honestly, I just think Josh is annoying. Like just Josh is annoying, but he doesn't deserve the crap as much as Jen no, does. No. I mean, the fact that Margo was like going to leave for college and didn't tell, didn't like a week ago be like, Oh, I'm gonna break up with you because I made this promise to my mother that I wouldn't go to college with a boyfriend. So Which bye. Like that's is cold. a poor reason. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. is a really poor it could have been that she's going across the ocean. Like that's a decent reason. <laughs> yeah. The mm-hmm. fact that you made a promise to your mom, I mean, that's that is a a heartfelt reason, but I don't know if it really like it's weird. It just seems off. I think it just shows that Josh isn't it for her. Like yeah. if, if this was the man that she saw herself marrying and like, you know, having a family with and everything, I don't think she would have broken up with him just to, over going to college. But I think it probably she already had her doubts in her mind and then was reminded, oh, my mom told me not to go to college with a boyfriend. And so I'm not going to do this an easy out. Because it just sounds like a poor excuse. Yeah, I'm it sorry. really does. His <laughs> mom said that I can't go to college with the And he just looks distraught the entire time. His he does. face, like he just looks confused and sad. And I'm just like, what? What? These girls. Lara Jean. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't. Well, yeah, I, I put Josh does like the poor character. He does kind of get the, the short end of the stick for yeah. sure. I um, feel bad for the dude. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm just like Lara Jean. Why, like, how can you just not tell the dude the truth? Like, yes. why avoid him? Thank you. Hasn't he been through enough? Like, get through the awkwardness. I get it. You got to bear it, and you just. Nah, I'm gonna date this fake boyfriend. He was, instead he was your best friend. This. Like, why is it so yeah, hard like, for you to just talk about anything? And I'm like, okay, well then, be real. Why can't we communicate? Like, That's also the frustrating tell thing. Him you had a crush on him, but you, you know, it's non-existent anymore since he dated your sister. Yeah. Like, why not? Was ages years old and there's no more. There's no more love. And you dated <laughs> my sister. And you dated my sister. There you go. Yes. I think you've uncovered a lot of our anger here, Devin. Thank you for bringing this question. <laughs> she jumped out the second story window to avoid him. I know. Yeah, I know. Seriously. All right. Lara Jean's a little crazy. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Girl's got some things Just to like work say out. Say what you need to say. Like, um, this is totally off topic again. I'm sorry if I'm breaking the shipping rules. I'm breaking them all the rules. <laughs> Coming in here. <laughs> all the rules. But it's also just like, this is a general thing. 
of like watching Gilmore Girls. And I know that this is a safe place to talk about. Devin's got to watch it still. <laughs> I'm real pissed about it's it. Okay. Will you please invite all of us back I told Devin we yeah. need to do all five of us talking about Rory, yes. whether she should have been with Logan, Jess or Dean, because <laughs> I'm sure there are different opinions. And Devin's like, I don't. It's so much to watch. I'm it like, is a oh lot. I, can can you blame me? This is the time of year you need to start it. Though. Yeah, it's the fall. This is the yes. season. What have I been telling you, Devin? All right. We'll, we'll be annoyed by the fact that Rory and Lorelai can never just communicate what the hell it's is It's my going next on. series that I'll hop on. I have to finish Rory, Big Bang Theory first. Oh Rory my God. Is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, she is annoying. But She's that annoying. is for another show. <laughs> I, could, I could roll with that topic for like five hours. You already know. We all good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving on because. You know, we have to do that. Uh, Laura Jean finds out the hard way that how she feels and what she says matters. How is this essential to a relationship? And what would you say to encourage people to take that first step? I think open communication is the most important part of any relationship, especially a romantic relationship. And if you're going to hide your feelings or hide problems that you have going on, it's going to affect the entire relationship. So, I mean, obviously that's not probably something that, you know, in high school, but I think it's an important lesson to learn, especially in those younger relationships. If you can't say it now, you like, are you going to be able to say it later? You know, like, like if you are with somebody and they make you feel like you have to censor yourself, like that's just not the right person. And like, I, 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 not that I don't think that's what, well, maybe she was doing that a little bit. Like, you know, trying to like keep up the facade and things. Um, but I think it's such a valuable lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good when people learn things and then are able to apply them to the next thing. So I love that, that this was growing for her because this was like her first boyfriend. Like she didn't really have any sort of like romantic experience outside of like what she's read in books, mm-hmm. like her expectations and what she's like planned in her head. Um, and like the real thing is a lot different than the fantasy, you know, it's like yep. being like, you can read about being vulnerable. You can, you can watch things and be like, Oh yeah, just say that, just do it. But like, it's another thing to be that person and to, you know, act on those things. Oh yeah. It takes time. It takes time to be able to do that. Right. Devin, you have thoughts. I just think it's important to tell people, especially your partner, how you feel about the relationship and anything for that matter. Yes. If you go around ri- writing unwritten letters to people, you're not going to get anywhere in life. Hey, um, bring down the sass. <laughs> I'm just saying like, um, she, she doesn't think that her feelings are justified. So that's why she never like tells anybody Ooh. how she feels. Um, and that's why she just creates that whole fantasy in her mind. Um, you matter, your feelings matter, your thoughts and fears matter. Um, your likes, your dislikes, everything. So if you want it, you have to tell somebody. Like you can't just mm-hmm. expect them to jump out and let you know how they feel. You also have to like express those feelings as well. Yep. And all you can do is be honest. I mean, if someone doesn't want to receive what you have to say, then perhaps they're not the person for which you. Is, which is why we necessarily hold that. <laughs> we don't want that heartbreak. <laughs> exactly. Who so- likes rejection? Nobody. (laughs) Ain't nobody like rejection. (laughs) Nope. Very true. All right, Devin. All right. Even while dating Peter, Lara Jean... Oh, my gosh. 
or repeat that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, even while dating Peter, Lara Jean uh, doubts herself and allows her thoughts and fears of first to interfere with her relationship. First, do you blame her? And second, does this happen in relationships and why? I don't blame her. Like it's her first, first of all, it's her first what boyfriend. So like yeah. everything they're experiencing together, she's with a dude who's super experienced. I don't blame her at all. I think it's natural. Like anyone who you're dating, who you like already put on a pedestal above yourself, even though it's not true because these are her first, it does not make her mm-hmm. less than him. But in right. her mind, she's going to be like, is he thinking of the other people that he's kissed or like he's been with or whatever. And that's a very real fear, especially for people in high school, I'd say, who are still maturing and still a little bit insecure. And so I think it, they, they portray those kind of fears really well in this movie, too. Like that scene in the car where um, he's kissing, they're kissing and she like envisions that Jen is there like saying, oh, yeah, I, I've done this, too. Basically, uh, yeah. it's such- yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me of the uh, Olivia Rodrigo song like Deja Vu. Like- yes, Devin. <laughs> I'm sure, it Olivia. I'm sure it doesn't help too that like then she sees Jen after their first date and she's like oh I saw he took you there yeah I went there so many times I couldn't mm-hmm. even get my pants like that's not gonna help any of those fears of like did he do this with her you know I also yeah. think it's like um it's one thing when you don't know the person it's another thing when you do yeah. and like he's like her ex-best friend um And like, you know, that pressure of like, if you're in high school and you're with a boy who's like very popular and like, he has a reputation, like, it's so normal to be like, oh my gosh, like what makes me special or cool. And then like, again, like you have all these expectations of what the world tells you, like your first kiss is supposed to be like, or this or that. My first kiss was weird as hell. Oh, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. I was like, I thought that it'd be magical there'd be rainbows (laughs) like I I was like this is weird and terrible and like why did no one like mention that (laughs) you know so it's even worse because the beginning of their relationship was fake and so she the whole time like they were doing it so he could get back with someone else. So I'm sure that oh. that made her even less secure in the fact that he actually liked her after he started. Her right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't blame her, but I also don't pardon her. Um, there's always an uncomfortable stage in the relationship where the two are figuring out what their roles are and how to be uh-huh. a boyfriend or a girlfriend, especially in your first relationship. However, you're meant to figure that out together. And Lara Jean kind of bottles up her insecurities and then just, flounders the entire time um, Devin! because she wants to be perfect and it takes time for her to realize that love isn't perfect you have to work She's through it together you can't just like oh, i don't know how he's feeling i don't know if i'm supposed to do this i, I don't know what you want from me she Talk shows her naivety it. a little i'm gonna bit. tell the, i'm gonna say this i think it's coming up but regardless their worst thing is that they don't communicate yeah i would say that that's it. i mean don't communicate yeah, that's 100 percent it. I was trying to come up with something that was contrary to what you were saying, but you're right. So I could... <laughs> right. OK, I, I just oh, go think that go hand, goes hand in hand because he was trying to get Jen back like the entire first movie. Mm-hmm. So like they're supposed to be having a fake relationship. But then he like Lara Jean finds out that he calls Jen every night and she's like, oh, you call her every night. Oh, like, well, this is supposed to be a, that's fake a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is supposed to be a fake relationship for him to get back with Jen. So why would you have a problem with him calling her every night? Right. 
Yeah. I, well, it's like, um, I mean, I just had a really good point to make and now I just had a total, oh, well it was, it'd be hard. It'd be so hard to trust Peter, like kind of building off what you said, Brooke, like it'd be so hard to trust him because this was fake. So like when something's fake, you're like, well, I'm not really emotionally invested because it's fake, right? It's not real. And then as you become emotionally invested, you become vulnerable. And so it's like, you can't hide your feelings. Like you can't, you can't help yourself. Like you can't just like, I don't know, but like, you can't open up certain doors of your heart and not think that the same stuff is going to fall through, you know, like. If he's saying that he likes you, you have to believe him. (laughs) Yeah. And he's so good too. Like he is so sweet and like, I don't know, just compared to like other Prince Charming types in movies that have like he has some mystique, but at the same time, I think he's so sweet. Like he's so good to her and cute. And but at the same time, I I would have trouble trusting him. Like, (laughs) yeah, I definitely think think his character definitely grows. I don't think he's always like that. I think he has a transition throughout. Yeah. In this next two movies, that's when you really see. Because I think he tries to be himself like who he puts on the persona to be in front of yeah. like the school and everything. But then when he's with Lara Jean, he's totally different. And when he's with her family, he's like, wow, I actually like being who I want to be rather than what everyone expects me to be. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Moving on. So Lara Jean and Peter both weren't honest with each other. What's their deal here? And where does honesty come into play in a relationship? We've talked a little bit about this. But- mm-hmm. <laughs> From the start. <laughs> how, are you supposed to, how are you supposed to build trust to be vulnerable with each other if you're not you honest? Can't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you also, it's like, you can't test people. Like, a lot of times people don't trust other people because they're afraid of getting hurt. But it's like, if you get into a relationship and you've already decided that you can't trust or that you... You just, you, do, you have no ability to do that. Then you have no business like getting into a relationship. Like you can't think for other people because that just gets you in trouble. So yeah. it, like you can't, you can't build a foundation if you trust, if you don't trust your tools, like, you just can't do it. Having a lack of honesty is honestly the reason most relationships fail. I mean, think of all the reasons that someone might hide something from their significant other. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, the reason that you're hiding someone, hiding something from someone <laughs> is the reason that you, you end up not be being together. could hiding someone from someone. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that. <laughs> so yes, I mean, it's, it's 100% like one of the key things that is needed. Otherwise mm-hmm. a relationship isn't really there. Yeah, going back to my point from before, their biggest issue is that they don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to just talk to each other. Lara Jean flirts with John Ambrose and Peter is seeing Jen because um, like she's going through her parents' divorce or whatever. Um, but he like he sees all this and he also doesn't say anything about the hot tub video. He knows who posts the video and he won't tell her. Like, and- ah! And the entire time he's saying, whenever she says, well, Jen posted that, he's saying, well, we don't know that she did for sure. Uh, exactly. But, You're but he knew. <laughs> but yeah, they, they go through these struggles again and again and again. And if you can't trust the person you're with, then what are you doing wasting your time? Um, it's, I just don't like the cycle that they get into. And that's where I don't know if I'm going to agree with everybody at the end here. Yep. 
<laughs> Sorry, I was reading something I shouldn't have been. It's okay. Go ahead, Devin. Next question. Next one. All right. Mm-hmm. Quote, sometimes you have to kiss the wrong man to know what's right. What are your thoughts on Lara Jean and John Ambrose? And do you think her fling with him was necessary for her and her relationship with Peter? He's hot. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. All of the young men in this movie are attractive. They're all hot. And like with him, with John Ambrose, he's so freaking kind and like sweet. And I'm just like, I don't ship it, but like you got potential, buddy. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> you lie. Could, you could do it. <laughs> I yeah. think I feel like what I'm gonna say is like really gonna be unpopular. Um I feel like Kate. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessary for her to do this and I also think it's like cheating am I crazy to think that it's cheating cheating. you're right she full on cheats on him and what I don't understand is like she at the very beginning was like should I send a letter to him Peter what are you thinking he's like are you asking me or are you like telling me like just do what you want to do and like (laughs) Clearly, if you're you second guessing yourself, even just by sending a, a letter to him, well, there's an when issue. She's writing the letter too. When she's mm-hmm. writing it, she rewrites it like five times because every yeah. time it's like we were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, there's like that in her heart. So, I mean, I don't know if it was necessary for her to be with him. Like, I think she could have definitely like left those feelings in the past. But if it was one of those things where like. You know, in 20 years, she was going to reconnect with him and then leave Peter later. Like, you know, you see that so often in like these high school couples that break up and then go get married to other people and then reconnect on Facebook and their spouses and their children for each other. I don't necessarily think it's necessary for her to have been with him. I think it's necessary for her to resolve what it is she was feeling for him, whether that be by kissing him or dating him or putting in the past, like what she once believed and recognizing that it's different from what she wants now. I think it can do a lot of damage if you allow like these feelings to just remain cooped up and you don't do anything about it. So I I agree with the premise of like, sometimes you need to put in the past something that, has been a lingering desire for a long time before you can commit to someone else. I think it's necessary to do that. Um, I think she puts it in like less, you know, you know, conceptual terms. She like says, sometimes you just got to kiss the wrong guy. And, or who says it? Is it that woman, that weird woman that says it to her? The old woman? Well, she's, I think she's right. Conceptually, I think that she's right because ultimately she would have had to, if she kept dating Peter and never dealt with the John Ambrose thing, I think it would have come back to bite her in the end. Yeah, I See, I, I do think right. it was. Ne- oh, go ahead, Kate. Go, oh, go, no, go. no, you go, Devin. You okay. Go. I do think it was necessary for uh, Laura Jean to experience this, to know deep down that Peter is her one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes we get into relationships and find ourselves being content and just enjoying the ride instead of really knowing whether or not if this is love. Um, I know Stephanie talked about this before, not necessarily on the podcast, but just in general in life, that sometimes people get into relationships, they pursue their relationship. And then um, we have to question like, is this just because they don't want to break up or like they've never experienced something else. So they're just like content and happy with it. Um, So I don't know. Go ahead, Kate. Where are your, where are your thoughts? Oh, I, I was just agreeing with what, what Stephanie said, like 
previously. I mean, I definitely, I understand you kiss, kiss a lot of wrong guys. You know what you don't want. I understand. You got to in a <laughs> real way. <laughs> I, <get it. laughs> um, I just feel, I just, I guess what, cause I, I agree with what you said, Stephanie, like understand the premise and like you have, if you are, if you are having feelings for somebody like, you know, and you're in a relationship, it's kind of like, okay, you gotta like figure out what, what is, why, what, what about this person am I attracted to? Mm-hmm. And how, how am I not seeing that in the current relationship that I'm in? Um, I just feel bad for Peter because he's just so invested the entire yeah. time. Here. You know, like, like, and it's kind of funny. Like, I just think it's just funny, like how she does this and she runs out and then she sees him and he's there. I, yeah. Like, when my heart like drops. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and like, and she knows that she loves him. I just feel bad that it took her to like kiss another man to realize. Yeah. And like John Ambrose, like, I mean, yes, everyone needs to go through this process, but how does he feel after it? I don't think that the movie does a really good job <laughs> just of like, giving us his feelings. He's like, the Josh of this. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> like, and I think that's something we don't talk enough about because there are all these movies in Hollywood where the, the girl's on the search for like what she needs in life. And she just kind of discards all these people and, and people's feelings along the way. And that's the one thing about Laura Jean that really kind of gets under my skin is her treatment of John Ambrose because he doesn't, she doesn't even tell him that she's with Peter. No. Like it's a whole weird thing. And then he like, and then he feels thing. bad about it. Like, no, she should be the one that feels bad about yes. this. Yes. It was just like that whole thing like made me uncomfortable. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, be I honest. I mean, the whole point of honesty, like she couldn't communicate with Peter. Now she can't communicate with this other guy that she's dating Peter. And like and I think it's interesting because like they they were like friends and I guess she felt like she had some sort of emotional connection with John, which is why she didn't want to admit that she was with Peter because she felt like it wasn't something that her past self would do or that she was, you know, so there's kind of this, we see this kind of conflict of uh, this interpersonal conflict that she has uh, and kind of this acceptance of like, well, this is who I've changed or this is who I am now. And I'm okay with that. And somehow that's reflected in this relationship. But I just ultimately think it was a crummy thing to do. Like, Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, and it just shows her lack of emotional maturity, too. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. she's what, like 16 years old? You know, what would any of us at 16 years old be doing? If you had two attractive guys that you were so in love with in your past that both want you, like, I'm sure all of us would be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, what? it would be a struggle. <laughs> so just like breaking that down. And I mean, it is because it's a hard, it's a hard Uh, relationship because it's high school Mm -hmm. and typically this is not the end all be all but when you do have two guys who in your past you would be so in love with yeah like that's just a a difficult situation I'm not gonna blame her a hundred percent like I it is a hard situation but at the same time I think she mishandles John Ambrose's yeah a lot it doesn't help that John Ambrose and her have like this history that's hard to like replace and doesn't help that he helps fill in the voids of where Peter kind of drops the ball yeah um because Peter is also not (laughs) because Peter is not necessarily as present in this relationship at all um throughout parts of the opening of the second one um i forget like they said they're going to go on a date and or he wants to make it up to her because he didn't decide to go to bellevue with her 
And then they go, they're supposed to go on a date and he doesn't show up until like hours later. He just leaves her stranded. Um, I forget there were, there were other issues that like, he wasn't necessarily there or necessarily filling the spot that he needed to be as a boyfriend. So John kind of like slid in and like, was that support system for her? And he wasn't being as transparent with Lara Jean as he should have been. You know, he was still kind of hiding his friendship with Jen from her. Mm-hmm. And that's going to create more distrust. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry that I missed whatever was being said, but I'm going to move on to the next question. Nice. Okay. Lara Jean has come to terms with life and the fact that love is not always going to be a happily ever after. She says, but I know now that I don't want to love in half measures, which I love that. Uh, I want it all. And to have it all, you have to risk it all. Do you agree? Is love a gamble? We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, um, you know, if you're not going to get the full res- full reward or like the full love, if you don't put your entire heart out, the li- out on the line for somebody um, and that, like express that vulnerability too. Right. Yeah. You have to take that leap. You have to take that chance in order to reap all the benefits of it. Um, You have to experience all of it, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, As much as we love to hear the saying, and they lived happily ever after, that's not going to be true. And it's important to accept (laughs) that, right? Like you have to accept that you're, it's not going to be forever and ever happily ever after. Um, Oof, Devin, little cynical, babe. No, but like, it's true. (laughs) Um, And and you have to make sure that you accept that ahead of time so that that way, when you get to those hard times, you can work through it together as a couple, because that's what it's meant to be. Like, clearly the rest of your life is not going to be all cherries and rainbows. Like you have to work through it together. I love that. Cherries and rainbows. Get out of here. (laughs) That was butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) Or unicorns. There you go. I think it's so interesting that she says, I don't want to love in half measures. And so then, you know, I'm so sorry that my computer. That's okay. Off. It's happened before. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause you can't, you know, if you want to love fully, then you can't, um, you can't not have your full self in it. Yeah. You know? Because then it's not the real thing and anything worth having, there's always going to be risk. Right. Um, and that's what makes life exciting that's what makes life beautiful and tragic and messy is that we do these things and we jump full in and sometimes we land and sometimes we crash and that <laughs> learn and then you learn so i just yep. think it's beautiful that she wants she re, she makes this connection of like if i want to love fully if i then i have to fully give of myself and whatever happens out of that it's better to try than to wonder i think that's, that's the worst thing in the world to just sit and be like what if like man Nothing is more haunting than being like, well, I know how this ends. I do also think that's kind of why her little fling with John Ambrose was a little bit worth it because it is better to try than to wonder. And (laughs) getting back on the last session. (laughs) But like if she if she just thought for the next 50 years, like, oh, I wonder what would have been, you know, what what it would have been like to be with him. And, you know, if he would have been the one for me and like with Peter, like she finally does go all in and you see the reward of that, of them being able to have a long distance relationship and work up to that vulnerability and have better communication through all of, you know, the long distance relationship and everything that comes with college too. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Devin, next question. Moving in. 
Um, in a discussion with Laura Jean about her future in college, her dad says, you can't save this relationship by, by not growing. Is growing in a relationship necessary? And is it necessary to choose you over your partner at times? I love that her father said this. Yeah. It is exactly what needed to be said in this situation. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say you need to put you over your partner, but you need to put... I guess like what's best for you is what's best for your partner in some cases. Like it's not like you're, I I think compromise is not always just you saying, Oh, it's going to be me over you. I think it's like, this is what's going to be best for me. And therefore it's going to be best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what he says is perfect because I think so many people go through the struggle, especially with the college debate of like, oh, well, like, should I choose a college that's closer to my significant other, blah, blah, blah. Should I make all of my life choices around this person? And I just think, especially with that and with other tough things like it, you have to end up deciding on something that's not going to negatively impact your relationship. And I think if she would have um, not taken her dream school, I think she would have resented herself and Peter a little bit in the future because she did it for him essentially mm-hmm. if she didn't pick NYU. Um, but yeah. I think it also depends on which stage of the relationship it's in. Like obviously yeah. at this point they've been together for at least a year and like maybe have, you know, those deep feelings and want to be thinking about each other and those decisions. But at the same time, like they're not married. If she makes a decision yeah. for herself that is going to lead to them breaking up, like, at that stage in a relationship, that's just kind of a decision you have to make. Like you can't, you can't put your life on hold just because your significant other wants to do something else. Um, Now, once you get to marriage, obviously that's a story because then, you know, two become one and all the decisions that you're making are together um, and are for each other. Like if my husband got moved for jobs, like I'm going to go because I have to, (laughs) but because I want to also, you know, I want to be there to support him. But if we were just dating, that's not a decision that I would feel like, Oh, I have to move elsewhere. Yeah. True. I think it, it comes down and not every relationship would last long distance, you know? And like you, especially like, it's just, it's so pivotal on what point in that progression of the relationship that you're in and dating is very different and dating is, you know, it's, it's, it's like you're figuring out how you're being formed and what direction that's going to go in. And I don't think a healthy dating relationship is being like, well, I'm not going to pursue something because of somebody else. And I think, you know, not all relationships can handle long distance. And I just think it's brilliant what her father said of like, you can't save this relationship by not growing. Um, There's just so many like things that you can pick apart. It's that if, is this relationship strong enough to stand on its own? And this relationship cannot cause you to sacrifice something that you don't have. Like can't, it can't cause you to, to, I don't know, like that's just not, it's just not equally yoked. I don't know. Um, so I just think it's such a good yeah. like example of like, especially when you're at kind of like this like crossroads to be like, can this stand on its own? And if you have to be put in a position to do something that honestly you don't want to do, that's something he's playing on the fact that like, you don't want to not go, you should go like, Mm -hmm. and, and you choosing that over the other thing is already not 
a good start because there's a denial there. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move on because I have 10 minutes before I have to go. But next question, how is this a classic high school story? And do you like their story? I mean, I love all rom-coms. I think I think they're all cute and like, you know, it takes you back to the Disney days. It of does. Like, oh, like it just makes your heart happy and makes you smile. Devin's saying no. Oh, Devin is around. I Wait, have, you teach I, high schoolers, right? Yeah, I have okay. issues. And I told Steph I have issues with this. So that's why I created this question. So you guys have mm-hmm. yours to say. <laughs> I like that. I, I do like their story. I like the ups and downs and how they choose each other at the end of them all the time. I think that's my favorite thing. Now, do I think it's realistic to what actually goes on in high school for 16 year old kids? Absolutely not. But in like the fantasy <laughs> world, as like someone in their late twenties, I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love, okay. So it is a classic high school story. Like I think that it's one of those John Hughes-esque movies where it's like, Oh my gosh, we're fake dating. Now we're real dating. Blah. It's like kind of cute, but do I like it? Yeah. It like gives me the warm fuzzies, just like Brooke was saying. It makes me happy. I agree with Kate though. It's definitely not realistic, but that's why it makes me happy because I don't want a realistic story. Devin. Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's a movie. Obviously, yes. it's not realistic. What movies are realistic? That's what I'm saying. Other than Devin, like, what know. are your thoughts? So I agree with you in that sense that there are moments that I really enjoy what is happening. Um, I enjoy that it's a fake relationship, but then they actually do fall for each other. I like, like, I love that trope, and I I think it's really cool. What I don't like is that every movie has this like they're doomed to fail and then they get saved and then they're doomed to fail. Then they get saved. Then they're doomed to fail. Then they get like, I don't like that repeating nature of it. Like I want more growth from you guys. Give me some growth, some real growth. Like if your relationship, it just keeps on like going in the same and it's all, the, it was all for the they're same in high school. Too. Devin. Well, and I was, think- like they kept on getting the same end result because they didn't fix the problem in the first place. They didn't communicate. That's my whole thing. That's the frustrating thing to watch over and over again. It's like, just tell them. Just tell them. Yeah, it was just like the same, like you didn't learn from your first mistake. Like, eventually you think that they would pick up on this, but they don't. And it's just frustrating for me to have to watch this happen again, (laughs) knowing that like, okay, I know this is going to go poorly and I'm just going to have to wait. till You also (laughs) did watch these movies like in a row in a binge session. So Mm -hmm. for me, I had to wait a year between each movie. So I was I was very happy. This is true. I kind of watched them right. You were probably annoyed with her because you were like, (laughs) I yeah, I will. What are you doing? Yeah, Yeah. I was annoyed at Lara Jean. And I don't know if I like her character at all. First movie, Lara Jean. (laughs) Can't stand second movie, Lara Jean. And I'm slightly annoyed but like her a little bit more in the third movie but i like the one. actress she's spot on she's great i, I oh, she's great. just don't know if i like the character her well with that Devin, yes bring us to our final question I this is that. what really defines everything here. yeah and i don't know if i'm gonna agree with you i'm really upset wait go ahead go ahead ask the question do we ship it i'll let the ladies start I say yeah. I mean, oh, I'm I'm all yeah. for a good heartthrob teen. Hell movie. yeah! 
with high school boys that are actually like 25, you know. Peter Kaminsky <laughs> is good. classic high school musical ages. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. So I'm totally here for it. You know, whenever I can like lose myself in the characters yep. and, mm-hmm. and come out smiling with a warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart, like I'm good. Now, Devin, you're probably going to say no because you're not in love with Peter Kavinsky. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I'm on the precipice of saying no. That's because that's dangerous. Because my thought process is at the end, like they like they go their separate ways. They go to college and they're going to try this long distance thing. Does it work out? Like we don't know if their big issue was communication and they're doing long distance. I don't see it happening. You're I'm cynical. Like, I'm sorry. I I just don't see it lasting long as much as I enjoy them. I don't know if they are able to deal with long distance when their main issue was communication. That's a fair point. But perhaps this last I do time like them. she did like, learn. I'm, I'm on I'm on that shipping train or but the boat, whatever. Like, <laughs> but you're like this close to falling off. Is what it, you're it's saying. it's about to hit that iceberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like the, you're on the Anastasia train right now. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think I ship them. <laughs> you do ship me? Oh, no, no. I, I thought we were talking about Anastasia for a moment. <laughs> so I don't I don't know about these two. I'm sorry. Got me so excited. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I definitely ship it. So everyone let us know. Yeah, it's what a three to one here. Yes. All right. So go ahead, Devin. Wait, All right. So there you have whether, it. Did Kate say whether she ships? Oh, I ship. Yeah, I knew she shipped. Of course <laughs> you do. Yeah, I ship it. <laughs> Well, there are all of our thoughts. I think it was a total of a three to one, which is fine by me. Um, <laughs> that's to all the boys I loved before. But before we move on, let's hear from some guest commenters. Yes, our comment today comes from Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, for writing in today. Lauren says, Laura, Jean, and Peter just give me all the fuzzy feelings. Their relationship is one of the cutest ones I've seen play out on screen, and I just love them. Ha, Devin, suck it. But there's more. <laughs> uh, she didn't say that. That was my added commentary. <laughs> but the movies are just cute, but I think well put together too and super aesthetically pleasing. All in all, I ship the movies and I ship these two. Cool. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for helping me just solidify that Devin is wrong. Even I will more. agree that there are moments in the movie that I really like how they... Um the aesthetic of it all. I, I enjoy the the creation process of the movies yep. and how she envisions like um, the boy, whoever it might be, Josh, Amber, John Ambrose or um, Peter, yeah. like talking to her. I do like those kind of moments and mm-hmm. um, just her like crazy, like whenever something bad happens, she like freaks out like <laughs> and her and her parents are not parents. Her dad's like, yeah, I got used to it. But like, really, he hasn't gotten used to it kind of deal. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, Yes, thank you, Lauren, for saying that in. And thank you to Kate and Brooke for joining us. What a blast. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. It was fun. We'll have to do this again for Gilmore Girls. Yes. Uh, Yeah. But yes, I love you, ladies, and I love this couple. Okay, so if anyone else is interested in sending in a comment or joining us on a future episode, please reach out. Our email is weshipitpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us anywhere on social media. That's right. And also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen to our podcast. 
Yep. Thanks for listening, shippers. You can put your backhand in my pocket. <laughs> See you next time. That's hilarious, my guys. <laughs>